This episode of United 96 is brought to you in part by Monday Development and Property Management. Whether you're beginning your first real estate purchase or a seasoned investor, Monday Development and Property Management can assist you with all aspects of the process. Kick off your next investment by visiting mundydev.com. That's M-U-N-D-Y-D-E-V.com. You are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to United 96 here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here, John here, here to talk soccer. I think that's what we do on this podcast, right? I'm, I'm having sometimes. a little trouble, a little trouble remembering sometimes. Sometimes we talk about F1. Yeah, sometimes we, we dip it, we dip a little into that. Hasn't been as exciting this year, F1. I don't know. I don't no. know if we'll, we'll talk. Unless you're much. a Red Bull fan, then it's <laughs> then it rules. Even if you're a Red Bull fan, you're probably like, "This is kind of boring." This is race. Anyway, we won't we won't talk about F1. We'll talk about soccer. See, we first. did it. We did it again. Yes, we did it again. We but can't first, be stopped. But first, John, how are you doing, my friend? How was your uh, How was your weekend? I hope it was well. It, it was well. a pretty good weekend. I went to a car show on Sunday, nice. which is uh, pretty cool. I used to do that a lot when I was younger. Um, uh, and then Saturday, I went to the Spirit and saw the best game they played all year long. So I can't, I can't complain at all. What about you? Um, I, uh, I saw my wife graduate from law school. So hey, she's, congrats! Yeah, thank you, thank you very much. She is finished with law school. She is now uh, getting ready for to prep for that big old bar exam. Um, so law school kind of like just fakes you into believing that you're done, and then it's just <laughs> we like, did oh, it. By the way, here's a here's another test you have to take if you actually want to study the law. Um, the last test, though. The last test, exactly, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, so that 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 uh, that was a busy, uh, pretty busy Saturday. I also had to work overnight, so uh, mm. I was. Uh, it was not. It was not a uh, weekend for the weary for me, and um, I had to watch the DC United game on replay. So I because DC just plays every. I mean, sorry, MLS just plays every game in between a in between a uh, five hour window, because that's just how they roll this year, this year. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> well, so they have they started to have some Sunday games. I just think you can maybe space it out a little bit. Maybe give me the belief that maybe I I, I don't have to miss the game or that it's on another day or something like that. So um, I guess let's get into it. Let's talk D.C. United uh, coming away, unfortunately, with a two one loss to FC Cincinnati, uh, Luciano Acosta with an Olympico. Yes, like. An attempt, like, I think, like, I think like 95%, uh, 95% of the way there for an Olympico and then sort of helped with the, with the traffic and deflection. So. It might've been an act. I think an accidental Olympico is the way you'd have to describe it, but oh, they, oh, they count. He won't say that. He but won't. Nope, no, I, I remember, I remember cross, <laughs> I remember cross shot goals that he scored that he definitely was like, oh, absolutely. I meant to do that. So <laughs> for sure he wouldn't. I remember, I uh, was at Fabian Spindola did that at a certain point where he like clearly was trying to put it across and it just happened to float into the back of the net. I think I won goal of the week too, funny enough, but um, yeah, DC United falling two to one. I, I, I found it interesting. I wondered, you know, what, what is this, you know, obviously as much as we, as much as maybe we were deluded into the belief that this team after three wins would, this was the start of something incredible and, and like vibes were running high and, 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 and the energy was high and everybody was feeling good. I kind of wondered, you know, what, what is that first loss going to look like? Because we got a tough stretch coming up as much as I'd love to think we could walk into these games, uh, both one against the, uh, on the road against Cincy home against Nashville, and then on the road against Philly. And obviously Red Bull splattered in there in the open cup. We'll talk about that in a little bit. 
Um, you know, as much as I went into, it, I was like, you know, eventually this team is going to pick up a loss. They're still a very much a work in progress question mark slash, you know, still trying to maybe figure out how what else can we do other besides just serve the ball to Benteke and have him figure it out. Um, so I wondered what that first loss was going to feel like. And I, with this game in Cincy, I was like, if we get a draw, I'll be happy. If we get a win, I'll be ecstatic. But I think a draw would be happy. And and for a while there, um, it actually looked like where that was that was uh that was the case. And I think, you know, the way the team I think if this team had gone out and embarrassed themselves, lost three to nothing, not really been effective. I think that we've all we all would have seen that three game for what, you know, maybe we were thinking in the back of our head was that it's a mirage. But Overall, I thought the team showed a lot of fight, um, even when in the first half, when since he controlled the game, I'd say for about the first 20 to 30 minutes of that game, they never really looked 100 percent threatening. They never really got too many like clear cut opportunities on goal. And it was D.C. actually once they got control of the game about between minute 30 and, and halftime, they had control of the game and they generated two or three very, very good looks, including one from Ruan, which if he puts that away or Benteke puts puts his shot away, uh, maybe we're looking at a different game. Did you see it the same way or, or any uh, any yeah any well, deviations for, from that? You mentioned Ruan too. Like I think that the uh, it should not be understated how Andy Nahar coming up injured in warmups was uh, an impact. Uh, and I don't know if you caught that in having watched in a replay. I don't think I mentioned it or not, but um when I think I think I like Andy the hard chance to bury that <laughs> in, in a, in a parallel universe where he's in that spot. Uh, I think also Pedro Santos not being available through injury. Uh, Jacob green, Jacob green scored last game. And I think he has moments where he certainly looks, he does not look out of place often, but sometimes uh, it's uneven as a, as a young player, it's going to happen. Um, I think those are, I think those are big things to look at the way this game went. But you know, before we get into the, the nitty gritty or I even know how much we're going to get into the nitty gritty, like, uh, I was most concerned about not losing. I thought losing is very, very possible in the current mm-hmm. way that things are on the road against this team. Uh, I was very worried about seeing a team that did not fight or just rolled over. And uh, the scoreline, you know, having that goal in the 90th minute doesn't really change the result or anything, but I think it rewards the fact that the effort was there in the second half mm-hmm. and they really were grinding it. And, you know, and the goals were... I don't want to say flukish. Uh, the first goal is kind of flukish. Yeah. Uh, the second goal that kind of happens. Tyler Miller will not be the happiest man in the universe. Uh, the way both of those went in, uh, not to say that he was exclusively to blame, but I think that he would also thought that he probably could have done better um, on both of them, honestly. But overall, if you look at this from a thirty thousand foot view, people will say DC United has not beaten anybody in the Eastern Conference above them in the table currently. That is true. Uh, but I think on the whole, uh, the improvements there, they have a, they have a, they have, to your point, they show that they can do more than one thing and it's not just throw the ball off Benteke's chest and hope it works out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I think, you know, as, 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 as happy as you can feel about a loss, um, I think you, I think you have to feel like, all right, well, this doesn't, this does not take us off of our trajectory. Uh, it may be, it, it resets the idea that like, all right, well, you know, if we were thinking first, second and third in the East, maybe we can chill on that a little bit because when you throw talent up against talent, you're still like, there's still, we're still a little short, particularly if there's an injury in warmups. But, uh, I don't think this shouldn't make you think like, Oh, wooden spoon or, no. Oh, we're going to miss the playoffs as much as one game can do with those things. And, and I think the, I think the depth, I may be not as down on, on ruin is certainly, he's not a, 
he he's a very different type of of wing back when it comes to to uh, Andy Nahar. Obviously, Andy Nahar brings you elite dribbling ability, an elite ability to you know find space and use it, and also to pick out a pass. Uh, Ruan's very much more direct. He's going to speed use his speed, try to get into the flanks, maybe whip a cross in, try to maybe find a a player. I thought he still had he had some moments. I thought making that run to sort of crash the the right side uh, could have resulted in a goal. Um, so overall, I think it's good that this team has has depth. And I think, you know, we talk about, you know, Jacob Green, he looked solid. Um, I think there weren't any moments I can partic- uh, pick out in particular that were that were off for him. Um, I think the second the first goal is is definitely on the flukish side. Maybe you could see maybe do a little better on crossing uh, the second goal. Maybe have someone at the near post. Yeah. That's that's one job is to do that thing Just to clear that. Um, but that's always like, that's always a big argument in soccer. Like, do you actually need that near post guy? And you know, it's, it's <laughs> on that play. You did <laughs> yeah, on that play. You did, but I mean, it is, it is always a, I don't know how much you can really fault the team per se. I mean, it, they certainly gave up the goal. They certainly are at fault, but you're not like, Oh, that was a really bad goal to give up. I was like, Oh, that was a little fluky. Um, and you know, and, and then the second goal I think was certainly, I think the problems when you're trying to push for a lead, you bring in to um, out on that right side for Ruan, and he is a well. He can play that sort of defensive role, and he has played that in the past. He's very much an offensive-minded player. He's trying to push up. He's trying to get the goal, and he gets kind of, I think, caught in that sort of no man's land that we saw from Ruan in certain points in this year. Uh, and also, the entire center midfield was pushed up. Um, there wasn't a whole lot back, and Luciano Costa has several seconds. Uh, you know, let's say about ten, fifteen to seconds pass. to pick a pass out. Picks the right pass. I also thought Derek Williams didn't do a good enough job sort of closing down that space. And I think he kind of pushes off, which gives. And I think maybe there was a miscommunication between Miller. I think if Miller knows that maybe that Williams is going to push off, maybe he pushes up a little bit to try to cut off that angle. But I think he thinks, oh, Williams is going to cut that out. Let me make sure there's nothing sort of out in the wings. And then they both get kind of caught. And, and then it's a very a nicely taken goal. But I think like you said, not one, I think, not not one of DC's finest defensive moments. Um, no, nope. but they but they did fight back and they tried to push to get the goal. They I think they picked it up in about the 85th minute um, off a set a set piece. Uh, Taxi Funtos actually doing. I mean, this is something that he is uh, a sort of uh, unheralded skill of his, which is to lurk at kind of that back post, and when that ball drops, uh, he finds it and finishes it. So good to keep him scoring. Good to get him off the score sheet. Um, yep. I did want to talk about. Ben- Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, there's a couple players to talk about. Donovan Pines had his lowest statistical rating of the year by a a strong measure. Nobody covered themselves in the glory in the back line, uh, but just something something to look at. I think from a back, from a type of forward perspective, it's something to take. uh, Like, uh, I think that the, you know, if you look at the last couple games, uh, the Charlotte forwards, none of them are Lucho and none of them are Brandon Vasquez. So like, I think that that's something to look out for in the games that are coming in the future. You know, how the, how that three center back system works against different kinds of forwards. We've got uh red bulls tomorrow. I'm curious. And we could talk about this in a minute, like what kind of lineup they're going to send out having just uh, terminated their coach <laughs> and, and also being in last place. And like, I, you know, one of those, what do you, what do you focus on? What do you spend your time on? Uh, but then two games this week with with Nashville on Saturday. That's going to be, I think, you know, a big proof in the pudding situation. A home game mm-hmm. uh, off of a loss. How do you bounce back? How do those players do against Henny Mukhtar, for instance, who has 
kind of had our had his way with DC in the past. He's kind of done pretty well. Yeah, it'll be it'd be interesting to see how they how they break down. I, I want I did want to add. I think what did impress me is Benteke was, I mean, for lack of a better word, he was neutralized in this game. He was not as effective, uh, mostly because you're not going up against Charlotte, uh, Charlotte defenders or, uh, you know, Orlando defenders who are not, you know, certainly not as, as good as what we saw at yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah, as good in Hogland and, and Mosquera are good, are good back line. Yeah. And, and one thing about Cincinnati is that they, they have, they have not been able to put it together really offensively, but what they have been able to do is keep teams off the score sheet. And that's how they've really sort of, you know, climbed to the top of the table uh, is, you know, even though dealing with, you know, a Lucho Costa going through his last contract, uh, hey, pay me, um, I, I deserve more money, which DC fans well know that full and well. The uh, obviously Vasquez getting interest from Europe. Uh, so his head's a little bit turned. And then obviously their big their big star striker Brenner, um, I think already one foot out the door um, into into Europe. So <laughs> and Lewis O'Brien might have broke that other foot, too. <laughs> maybe Lewis O'Brien also I want to mention him he was also really good but I, I wanted to finish my finish my yeah, point sorry. on finish my point on Benteke uh but Benteke I thought still what was still impressive about me is that he still found a way to create moments and create opportunities uh for DC to win and if he you know I think those he had one chance where he was surrounded by Cincy defenders manages somehow I don't know how, like, if he's just such like a big imposing figure that like some some defenders just kind of like don't even want to get in his way that he's just able to take the ball down and like put it on the right spot on his foot where he has the space um, to fire a shot and gets a low shot. And also, um, I, I, you know, I, and, and I want to say Lewis O'Brien also, I thought, had a very good game again, just shows his class, um, shows his class in this game. Um other than that, like, I don't know if it's like, obviously it's not a brilliant performance from, from anybody. I still think, I still think taxis may be struggling a little bit to figure out how he can be that he's most effective. He's finding his moments, but it's, it's not quite all the way there yet. Um, what did you make of, uh, I'm curious what you thought of uh, Christian Dahomey sort of coming on in the second. Half. I was not impressed from the little bit, the little bit of time I saw. I don't, I, it's very rare that a player will make a first appearance in the team and, yeah. and really, uh, I didn't think he was that fast. I did not like, I didn't think he had great quality on the dribble. And I think he's still probably learning about where, uh, you know, s- tactically where he fits in and what he should be doing. Uh, so I'm, you know, jury's way out. I mean, I give him, I give him three or four or five more appearances before I can really make a call, but he did not stand out to me anyway. I, I thought he was a little bit, I, I actually had forgotten. I was like, who's, I, I couldn't even tell like, who's on the right side. It's definitely not Ruan. Um, so I thought he was lively. I guess you could say when he got out there, I thought um, I thought it showed maybe a little bit of promise. Maybe I'm not as negative on you as it as 57 percent on passing. Yeah, in, well, that's in, in that's, 20 minutes. <laughs> well, how many passes was that? 14, 14. Oh, wow. OK, so he missed he eight of 14 on passing in 26 minutes. Not great, yeah. Bob. Yeah. Again, you know, hopefully that gets a little bit yeah. better um, as you get learning more your learning your teammates and where they're supposed to be will certainly help your pass accuracy. But that's not giving the ball away that often is not what you want to do chasing a game. Yeah. Um, so hopefully again, hopefully that gets better. But I thought he was lively. I'm, I'm, I'm maybe curious to see more um, to see what he brings his team and, and what role he fits in, whether he is whether Wayne Rooney sees him as starter or pure depth. Um, and I think we'll we'll find that out in the coming weeks. Not sure there's how much else we can really dissect about the game. Is there anything else? I mean, really, it was kind of like the real, like I tried to go, well, there, there has to be a bad performance and a loss, right? And I'm like, maybe Miller wasn't as good, but like mm-hmm. overall, like I can't really be too upset. I don't think anybody played terribly 
Like there wasn't anybody who I'm like, all right, we need to, you know, we need to figure out a starting lineup, you know? Yeah. Maybe, no changes. Yeah. You just, just keep going. You know, we'll see what, if Birnbaum is hopefully back next Saturday. Um, he's, they said two to three weeks okay. for him. And then also two to three weeks for who else was it? There was another player. Santos. Santos. Same, same time frame. If you notice, we didn't talk about it. Brennan Heinzeich made the bench, mm-hmm. uh, for this game when, uh, there was an injury early on. It looked like one of the center backs was was going to need Paulson. to be. Yeah, I was like, uh, Brandon Heinzeich is not ready to play 80 <laughs> minutes. So please, God, let him let him shake it off. Oh, yeah, that was a head injury. The the collision between him and I think Miazga. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I, I think that's probably right. I think this is, you would roll this back again um, for lack of being able to change out Pedro Santos, I think. And, uh, you know. Hey folks, quick break in the action to talk to you about the show's sponsor today, Monday Development. Everybody knows the three rules of real estate are location, location, location. But how can you decide on the best professional to serve your needs? For the past 20 years, Monday Development has assisted clients, investors, and landlords with real estate and property management services throughout the DMV. For more information, check out mondaydev.com. That's M-U-N. D-Y-D-E-V.com. I think we'll talk about this next game because I think that's really yeah. going to what what lineup would you throw out <laughs> in a midweek game at a college against the Red Bulls who have a new coach or a new assistant coach running the team and then a game that you really, really want to win probably on set. It's it's it sucks to already be thinking about like not necessarily throwing the open cup, but like, you know, haven't really having to make decisions about it. it. I know that I know there are a lot of fans that that want this team to take it seriously. I, I want them. I think you can. I think you can manage some resources. I'm thinking, you know, it, is it maybe an opportunity for Brendan Heinzeich to to maybe get an appearance uh, to maybe go out there like a um, half, maybe like a half. Yeah. Grab him, get him out there for a half. You know, obviously, I think I think you're going you're still going to see a rotated uh, oh, yeah. Red Bull lineup. And I think you'll see a rotated DC lineup. I think is the question is how rotated last season. It was literally, you know, lo- roster lineups and Loudon guys basically. And yep. I, I think to, unfortunately, I don't think DC really has the ability to do that this year. Like they have nope. to, they have to kind of rotate the lineup and still play. So they're almost like forced into it. Last time they could just, you know, basically call up, you know, Loudon wasn't playing in the open cup. They didn't have any guys that are t- cup tied. So they could just literally just call them in. And play the game like it didn't, it didn't even have to be like it's a very different scenario they find themselves in because Loudon United is in the Open Cup. Um, we'll see if maybe I, I can't remember if they have any guys t- if like Samake is cup tied or um, Jeremy yep. Gray as cup tied. Yep. Uh, oh wow, they both are. No, oh, so wow. not happening. Yeah, but uh, uh, we'll see. I, I'm hopeful for a rotate, a little bit of a rotated lineup. I think you know Ruan was shown in pictures, so it sounds like he made the trip. Um, you know. Burbaum's obviously out. Do you see Derek Williams? Do you see Pines? Do you see Akinbone kind of in there? Do you see a shift in formation a little bit? Because now you've got sort of a different lineup choice and maybe you don't want to run out your three center backs when you're already, that's probably like your thinnest position um, right now, especially with Burnbaum being down. Um, so well, it'll be curious. It'd be very curious to see what type of lineup is thrown out there. What type of lineup the rebels thrown out there? Are they, this is our one shot. Let's let's do DC United 2013 and go for it. Like we have no shot of really making the playoffs. Um, I don't know. It's also a new coach. It's, it's a similar. It's kind of like a similar situation to what DC was in when uh, last season when they had Chad Ashton as coach. It was like 
you know, do they do does Chad Ashton very clearly threw away the open cup because he's like, we got to focus on the playoffs. And this sort of DG sort of in a similar situation. They're sitting mid table. Maybe there's an opportunity to move up and you're kind of like balancing. Like, do you want to like, do you want to make a run at the playoffs? Is that the ultimate goal? Or do you want to maybe get a trophy before Wayne Rooney leaves? I don't know. It'll be it'll be it'll be very. It's going to be interesting to see. And I think I think whoever has the more starters out there, probably the team that's going to walk away with the win. Um, yeah. And I will say, D, I think DC's depth is better where if they throw it, they're throwing out Ted Kudu Pietro. They're throwing out Jacob Green. They're throwing out. Um, Jacob Green uh, is now your first choice 11, though. Yeah, but, true. And, they, and just played 88 minutes on. So I think they weirdly, I think you may see that not happen. Yeah. <laughs> I think you may I think Dahomey actually weirdly becomes your your rotation guy at this point in his in his career uh or in, in his tenure here with the Let's look at all right, let's do this. Let's play this game. Look at the 11 that started on uh Saturday and how many of them start against the Red Bulls. Christian Benteke. No. No. Bench. Taxi Fun Te- bench, okay. Taxi Funtas. No. Bench. Either him and on the bench or Benteke on the bench. One of the two. I don't think you'll see both. And you know, I, I think you'll see Benteke just because of his game-changing ability. Um, so yeah. Uh Ruan. Ruan, I think I think he plays. I think he plays out starts. of starts. I pff, he start he came in he came in, in the Richmond game start, as a as a started, start, I believe. He started, yeah. So I mean he's already sort of in that in that gel of being a starter. Maybe Tahome plays. I, I don't know. That might be the line. I think you know if you're throwing Ruan out there, I think maybe then you're going for it a little bit. If you throw Tahome out there, then maybe I'm questioning a little bit. All right, uh, Mateus Click bench. Yeah, I'm wondering. I guess we did. We see on the they, there was some pictures of the team making its way to New York. Uh, the only player I think is in the post is Akambone. Mm-hmm. So let's see if there's any other. So quickly, I saw check Ruan that. and Ted Cudi Pietro, I believe. So it'll definitely be like my like my front my my starting front line. I think is going to be Ted Cudi Pietro and um, Eric Hurtado. Jackson Hopkins also made the trip. Eric Jack- Hurtado made the trip. Jackson Hopkins, you could see actually instead of Ruan, I could see that. I could see that. I agree. Happening um, either on the right or left side, and um, or in the center. Uh, I think you'll see Emil Assad. I think he'll be there. Obviously. I think your middle your middle pack, Chris Durkin, will probably play um, in this yep. game most certainly. Um, so I mean, you look at you kind of look at like what the lineup is, and you're like very different in the sense that I think it's still a lineup. It's still a lineup that you're not you, it's it, you're not throwing the towel. Even if you make seven eight you know subs, I don't think you're really throwing in the towel with those lineup because every single one of those players, especially the the young guys in, in Ted Cudi Pietro, Jackson Hopkins, Jacob Green, Christian Fletcher, Christian Fletcher have shown that they can do things out on a uh on oh. a on an MLS level. I pull back Fletcher then. That's yeah, a, pull, that is, pull that, back that Fletcher a little bit. Yeah, that, that's that, that's that's good. Yeah. I didn't know where you were going yet. Matai Akamboni also looks a lot different with braids. He looks like he looks like <laughs> 25 years old. He looks much older. Uh, I think you'll see Yamil Assad for another 90, just like you did against Richmond. I hope you see Alex Bono again, because mm-hmm. I, I think, think he played play. really, really well. Uh, Al- Luis Samudio has got to be regretting signing that DC United contract. He is uh, never, ever going to. He's just never going to play. Maybe he'll play in the not even in the League's Cup, I bet you. Maybe in like friendlies. Uh, Sargis will probably play again mm-hmm. in the back line. Uh, Nigel Wirtha is still injured. Paulson, is, you don't want to. Lewis O'Brien will probably play at halftime. Yeah. Once again, <laughs> as needed. 
the back line is sort of the area that I'm concerned concerned about as far as depth uh, and who you have in there. Maybe yeah. Chris Durkin ends up having to play one of the center back positions, or you know, maybe again, maybe this team switches to a four four two. Maybe they say we the personnel we don't have three center backs that we can play there naturally, and we shift to a four four two. We'll see. Um, Fred, I, Frederick Briant uh, puts the jersey back on for one game, <laughs> one game one, just so we have the numbers. We'll see. Yeah, I'm too. excited. We'll see, we'll see too if there are any loans. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this as well. I'm excited for for more more of the cup and every single game streaming. And maybe yeah. let's, let's let's get let's get into maybe let's get in a little bit of that. Anything oh yeah, else? the the Don Garber saga of uh, Open Cup slander. Yeah, let me find anything else you want to add. Uh, you want to add about this game? No, not right. You know uh, about the Rebel game. No, uh, I will be at the Aladdin game on Wednesday. I will not be at the Challenge Cup game on Wednesday. I didn't realize they were on the same day, uh, and in the same city. But uh, yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping there's a. I'm hoping the Red Bulls uh, are focused on the league, even though they have nine points. <laughs> I, I still hope the new management's like, oh, well, who cares about the who cares about the cup? I don't really care about the cup. Yeah. Um... We'll see. It'll be. I, I think it'll be curious what the coach, uh, the new coach out there, who's uh, obviously comes from Charlotte Independence. Um, we'll see what happens. So oh, they already made. They already hired the 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 full time head coach. Or it's not just on this. It might this, just be. Uh, it might interim? just be. It might be an interim. I, I I have to go look. I'm actually not sure. But Garrett Schubert. We never really talked about that whole situation. I mean, I, the the Red Bulls. I I knew the whole incident with Vinzier. We can all criticize the. The, the handling of the taxi Funta situation from DC United. What you can't criticize is Wayne Rooney's response to it versus Gerhard Struber's response to it, which Wayne Rooney was like, yeah, get him, get taxi off the field. Let's let, we'll let this sort out. Like he can't, he can't be out there right now. Um, yep. And you know, I, I when when, when Gerhard Struber refused to do that, there was a 20 minute wait. My thought process is how does it feel to be someone in that locker room who just witnessed that from your coach showing, when they could have been, you know, a leader, they could have been, they instead decided to no, I don't believe it. And he's going to stay out there. Um, and then they found out, you know, again, it was true. I, I said, if I was the rebel organization, I was like running the soccer. I'd be like, you're done. Guy, bye. We can't like, you cannot, or I would have a meeting with the team and be like, you know, I would exclude Struber from it and say, do you want to want him here? And if the response was even remotely 50, 50 or gone, I'd be like, well, we're going to go ahead and make a change. Like, and the wild thing was when they asked if that had anything to do with the firing, they said, no, that's not why we fired him. I mean, it's easy. I mean, it's easy to say that when you're in last place, but I, I can't imagine. I don't know if, if it had anything to do with it, but I think it was certainly what his, his reactions, I think just kind of added it. Kind of added to not only I think a, a and I'm not saying you know that Vinzero is just a distraction or anything like that. I mean it's a very serious allegation, but I think it took the team's focus away from their job and what they have to do. Um, and I think it's very hard to sort of come back from that sort of from a morale because morale does play a you know does play a role in in soccer. We've saw we saw it with DC when they suddenly started you know once they got that win in Orlando, it was like suddenly they are riding high and they're, you know, winning, winning games and certainly also the win against Montreal as well. So, you know, morale plays an important thing, but let, let's get to, uh, I want to get to Don Garber's comments because this is something I think, um, I think we have, uh, we have talked about. So if you weren't, um, if you weren't aware and this, so, so let's start with, I guess how this started. So, uh, us soccer holds, I believe it's a governance board meeting. Um, so I think with most of the leaders on, I think it's just a regular, regular annual meeting. 
Um, and it was sort of brought up. And, and actually, um, I, I saw the, I think the slide, you know, U.S. soccer, we talk about the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. We talk about, you know, how much we as, you know, we as soccer nerds love it. We love the we love the idea of it. It's something and, you know, I think it is a I still think it is a untapped potential um, moneymaker for U.S. soccer and an untapped behemoth um if they can really if someone can figure out how to go in there and, and tell the stories that need to be told um you know it could be something incredible and amazing um every every year and it, it'll you know get the tickets out there and um so you know there there was a there was a quote from don garber um and i think people people in the media cherry picked a quote uh basically him referring to the uh him referring to the state of the grounds that his team have to go to and that instantly led to, you know, a whole lot of criticism um, of Don Garber. And, you know, I think it's fair. I think it was a little bit cheap considering, number one, you had a player just last week blow out their ACL playing on turf. Um, and uh, the New York player, I forget his name, Barrero, I think his name is. Um, talented player, talented player for for New England. Um, blow out his knee. You have a NYCFC team that has played for now a decade at Yankee Stadium or shuttling between different other different fields. Uh, you have other. So it's kind of like, who are you to talk about, you know, the quality of fields when, you know, you you have turf fields, you have, you know, the quality of your fields aren't necessarily that great either. So you're one to talk. But when you read his overall comments, I think he makes some very fair points. And one of which is just the quality, number one, the quality of the broadcasting. Um, it's it's fine. It's certainly better than it was, but it's certainly nothing to write home about. Um, and I think, you know, I think it's more of a challenge to Don Garber. And, and I think a lot of other people, you know, disingenuously. The anti MLS, the pro rel USA crowd are like, well, Don Garber just wants it to go away because he doesn't like it because it's not an open tournament. And I, I don't think that's the case. I think he would love it. He would love it if this was like a main attraction every year. The third round of the Open Cup against lower division teams, if it was selling out stadiums, if it was generating revenue for clubs that number one, also a tournament they don't have to run and they don't have to promote. It would be free money for them if this was a big thing and they were able to generate interest off. it. It'd be a big thing, too, if also if there was a huge cash prize associated with winning it. Three hundred thousand yep. is is certainly better than it's been. I think it was what fifty thousand at one point or a hundred thousand. So it's gone up, but it certainly hasn't gone up by the measure. So I, I disagree. I think he wants it to be bigger, and I think he also is also maybe a challenge to some to USL and some of the lower division clubs. Um, to I think he was trying to challenge them to get their affairs in order and start you know providing quality fields, which again I think is unfair considering some of these clubs are week to week. Um, and I think there's been a lot of people I've talked to who play at, uh, uh, you know, when I've had meet and greets with kickers who talk about how much they love city stadium, that's not a world-class facility, but it's a great grass field. It's certainly the players love playing on it. And, you know, it's certainly a step up from several of the other league, you know, things in the league. So I don't know, interesting comments. Um, I think it's, I think it's good that us soccer appears to be sort of shopping around. How can we make this tournament bigger? How can we grow this tournament? Um, I think it is maybe, it's an opportunity for them, I think, to maybe put some investment into it. Um, so we'll we'll see we'll see what the uh, what the result is. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on the on the comments or? No, I mean, other than the fact, kind of reiterating, it's not Don Garber's job to make the Open Cup good. Yeah, um, it's the Open Cup job soccer. to make the Open Cup good. Yeah, U.S. Soccer's job, and it's almost like if I'm Don Garber, I say, why am I allowing my teams to? 
uh, enter and engage in this tournament that brings nothing to me, nothing to the league, nothing to the teams, no additional media attention that, that redounds to the league. It's almost like a, you, you, you should do this cause it's good for soccer in the, in, in the United States. And like, okay, that's a reason. Certainly it's a good reason, but also, uh, make it worth our while, make sure that we, that the standard of professional soccer does not get pushed down too far by making it too inclusive, right? By, by expanding it to areas that, and it's not their fault, right? Their operating budget is, you know, one third of a Jacob green or whatever it is like granted, they don't have full time groundskeepers, whatever there's reasons and all that stuff. But I think it's certainly fair for him to say, uh, this is not it chief. Uh, this needs to be better. It needs to be better from a media perspective. It needs to be better from a competition perspective. If you want MLS clubs to take it seriously, that's how you that's how you get there. I think that's I think that's totally fair of him to say. And if it came off kind of dickish, then it was because half of because it was clipped, but also because, you know, it's it's some hard truths have to be delivered sometimes. Yeah. And you know, again, I I take a sec- exception with his I think we talked about I take obsession with his cogs, but I think his is I think I've I've expressed great frustration. Um for several weeks now about the the broadcast. I'm happy that these games are being broadcast. I think it's good. At the end of the day, I think it's good that it's like it's free and that's good. And I think it's also good, you know, CBS and the Glazo Network have really stepped up um, and started to actually cover some of these games. Um, And I think that's a very, very good thing that they are willing to. They don't own the rights, but they say, hey, here's some soccer. We need soccer to show. We'll take it like we'll 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 do the broadcast. Um, So. I'll be curious to see what the the future the future of it is next season. If this was kind of a well, we're going to kind of reset and kind of gauge interest. And I think they talked about they they've had the the ratings or the streaming was up like uh, week over week. So there certainly is. I, I think there's it's not a massive you know million you know million fans a week watching this, but I think there is you know as the as the soccer gets more and more entrenched and gets more diehard there starts to develop interest and, you know, you get in these smaller markets. It, I mean, the third round of the open cup could be like the biggest week in soccer where you have, you know, cities all over the world tuning in to watch their teams play in these games. I mean, that's the goal, right? Is you have these teams that have built up in the lower divisions that are staples in their community, like Richmond's done. And I, I will say, I think Taylor Twelman had probably like the worst comment of it all when he was what? like, yeah, he did. He, he, uh, did you read his comment? No. He said something to the effect of, well, it, you know, the lower division sides don't want the tournament because it costs too much money for them. And that's I, not true. yeah, it's a flat out lie. Every single lower division team wants it. The DC United game versus Charlotte last year, I'm sorry, Richmond versus Charlotte uh, last season in Richmond was absolutely packed for a Wednesday night. I could not find parking. I had like gone out into the stadium. Like I thought, oh, well, I'm 30 minutes beforehand. I should be fine. And it was packed. So, when MLS teams come to town, you know, they are a draw for these lower division sides because it, it's something unique and it's something interesting. And that, that certainly hasn't been, I would say, maybe like 10 years ago, that wasn't the case. But I think that has been the staying power of MLS has sort of been that draw. Again, a lot of people have said, well, then give the lower division teams a host. I don't agree with that. I think it kind of cheapens the whole tournament. That's just me. And you're also drawing arbitrary lines with, you know, divisions and everything like that. So, yep. All right. I think that'll... I think that'll do it. Um, I don't know if we want to preview anything about. Um, I'll about talk Nashville. about <laughs> well, for the Friday show. I'll have I'll have some info on that. But John, the, uh, 
Yeah. John. Oh yeah. How, how can people listen to the Friday? Show? Oh yeah, that's a good point. If you wanted to listen, if you're if you're some sort of podcast freeloader who's listening to this on a Tuesday and don't even know what I'm talking about, we have a, a Patreon, a Patreon.com/slash/RFKRefugees that gets you a immediate access to this show on Monday night. B gets you extra episodes. C gets you our love and affection, um, and that's the things it gets you, and gets you stickers too. So also D stickers. Um, so yeah, let's check that out Friday, every Friday. I try to, uh, get some, I, I will definitely have information from the press conferences. Sometimes I'll have audio clipped in just decide, depends on how industrious I feel <laughs> and how light my work day is on Friday, which honestly folks is not very light very often. So you might just be getting my notes, but either way, uh, if that's something that interests you, go ahead and join up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and drop it as a tease. Um, I won't commit a hundred percent. But I might do a quick Patreon only post game for the Red Heck Bulls. Yes. So get some kind. Might just be me talking out. I think John, John <laughs> I don't know if John will want to join, but if he does want to join, maybe we'll do a quick uh quick five, ten minutes on the reviewing that game. So definitely uh definitely get get in the Patreon. We've already had a bunch of people join, John. I don't believe you read the Patreon subscribers. Is there a new one this week? There might I believe, be a new one this week. I believe there was at least one new one, I believe I saw. Hold on, stand by. <laughs> this is worth holding. This is worth holding. Yes. And uh, there are also uh, other ways you can join us as well. Um, you can also go to P- Amazon Prime, uh, your Amazon Prime membership, if you already pay for that, which I think a lot of people do. You can go on Twitch.tv and you don't even have to pay us and you can still help support the show. And here's the thing that you should notice. And th- this was called out to me by Rich, listener Rich. You have to redo that every month. So if you're listening to this mm-hmm. saying, oh, I did that that one time, that, re- that renews. Nope. You got to do it every month. Yeah. We have to do it every month. It's annoying. Uh Thank you to Stephen Clad and Hamid, Hamaduba for becoming Patreons this last week. Uh, so you want to join the Cool Kids Club and get some and get some stickers? This is the way to do it. Yep, absolutely. Be, be like Ted's dad, who also joined us as a Patreon. <laughs> level. Yeah, and also you get spirit, you get uh, spirit pregame stuff as well. So you learn a bit about the spirit. We got yep. spirit coming up next, uh, guys. So if you're on the live stream, stick around. We'll probably do that. And uh, but if you're listening, go check out Kindred Spirits if you're on the free show. And also on the Patreon show, by the way, you get both episodes just all in one feed. So you don't even have to like switch That's around right. your podcast. You just get it all in one. Just feed. one it's long great. episode. It's great. <laughs> and you don't even need to do five dollars. We have that one. The, the 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 full show, I think, is is past is below the five dollar tier. I'll have to Correct. check that to be sure. Correct. Thank you all so, so much for listening. We will catch you guys next week. Vamos. Vamos. Thanks again to our show sponsor, Monday Development, available to help you with all of your real estate needs. To get started on your next real estate investment, visit mondaydev.com. That's M-U-N-D-Y-D-E-V.com.